and I always say if that takes you stepping back and reflecting and just taking a moment and a day or two off of everything, then that's fine. Um, but you've got to know and be self-aware of that. Yes, yeah, and I think I think like what you said there, finding your own routine. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the PRA Podcast. I'm your host as always, Sam. And if you're new to this podcast, I started this because I believe in growth through progression and what it can provide for the fulfillment of life. I believe in growing together and achieving our own versions of success. So I provide insight via videos, life lessons, messages, interviews, perspectives, and methods to help transform conformity to visionary. So I'm using these platforms to tell people's stories and figure out just how the progression of improvement assisted in that fulfillment. So thank you guys for listening. As always, you know, don't forget to favorite the podcast and uh, don't forget to follow me on any social media at S Martinez IV. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Good vibes and God bless. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of the PRA Podcast. Um, In this episode, I'm playing an excerpt um, of an interview that I did on a live with Mr. Jason Rigby of the Albuquerque Business Podcast. And I did an interview with him uh, maybe a few weeks back as well. And his is going to be airing on his podcast here pretty soon. Uh, So our conversation is about an hour long. I am actually going to be posting a, a bonus clip at the end of this. Um, that's an additional hour, so this is like a two-hour full-length episode. The first part of this is going to be on gratitude and morning routines, and the second part is going to be that full hour um, of the second half of our first original interview. And it's just amazing because uh, we talk about everything in the second half, um, and then in and then in this first half of the podcast. The first hour, um, we'll talk about specifically gratitude and morning routines, as well as just good energy and good mornings and just loving above all, you know what I mean? So I really hope you guys love this episode, and if you do, please hit the like or the favorite button or the share button, and um, don't forget to let me or him know. His is uh, his handle is at ABQ Jason Rigby, or at, yeah, at Jason, uh, at ABQ Jason Rigby. So good vibes, guys, and I appreciate you guys listening. And um, yeah, enjoy the episode. Hey, 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 guys, how you doing? We're fixing to. I have a podcast that I'm releasing, and I wanted to go live with him. So we are going to do this. <clears throat> Yo. Hey, what's going on? Hey. Should I flip this? Yeah, I'm trying to set up the phone here. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, perfect. Sounds great. All right. Can, can, like, can you see me? Uh, Hopefully, people, am I sitting right? Uh, I'm like, you know what? Sorry, a little bit better. Let me cut my volume up a little bit more. All right. Well, hey, brother, I wanted to get into, I'm releasing the podcast we did um, this uh, week. And so I wanted to get into a little bit of a kind of give everybody like a teaser of what we got that's coming out. So I'm going to get a little bit of that. But I noticed this morning you posted about uh, morning routines and gratitude. 
Yeah, yeah. So yeah, those are definitely um, probably in my first decisions in the morning. I definitely uh, I, I try to stick with the morning routine for sure. And then um, the the first actually decision that I try to make in the morning is to be grateful um, and to be courageous for that day. Just because I don't even think that we really think about that um, in the right. morning. Um, we're usually either like looking for our phones or something like that. So I try to like just be able to start my day off with something that's more. Um, yeah, I'm going to be grateful for today. I'm going to be courageous. I'm going to I'm going to tackle some things today. So, so like courageous. What do you mean when you're when you're saying <clears throat> courageous? Yeah. So when I say courageous, I just I know that there. I okay. So uh, my whole thing is cycles. So I know that everything is a cycle. I know that fear comes and goes. Right. I know that it's going to be a part of every day. And so um, I know that fear is a part of growth. And so I know that if I just, if, if I'm not in a reactive state throughout the day and I'm in a proactive state, right. I can, I can, I can tackle obstacles as opposed to being threatened by them. So I, I can, when I, when I wake up and I say, um, you know, at, when I wake up in the morning and I say, you know, I'm going to be grateful today and I'm going to be courageous today. It just means that any fears that I have that day are going to be signal for growth. And I'm going to continue to believe that and I'm right. going to keep doing, and I'm going to keep doing what I can to keep tackling every, every obstacle that comes, that comes my way, really. Whether yeah. it be, whether it be like financially or spiritually or mentally or whatever. Yeah. Right. And I think the word threatened, I think that's big with fear. Like you were saying, you know, being threatened by something instead of uh, uh, being self-aware enough where you can allow that um, to happen and then understand through this struggle, I'm learning something. Yeah, exactly. Because I, you know, there was a long time where I would kind of give into the fear a little bit, and I would just not do things. Um, right. And and I think that we can all kind of relate to that because <clears throat> I think that like sometimes even like in fear of not becoming anything or fear of like being rejected will even like hinder somebody's willingness to start. Right. Um, in some cases, you know what I mean? And they could have all the potential in the world, but just that one, that one instance where they weren't just courageous enough to kind of overcome and see what was on the other side of that fear. It's crazy. Cause when you start to see what's on the other side of fear, you, you start to be like, you start to see what kind of an illusion it really is. And it's just based <laughs> exactly. on like your level of growth at that point. Like the more right. serious your fear, the more, the more higher you're kind of leveling up in a sense. Um, oh yeah. And I, I think, like, I think like you were saying, with fear, especially, you know, all of us have this little thing in our head, you know, whether it's ego or whatever it is that's saying, you know, I can't live without this person. Or, you know, if this happened, yeah. my child, you know, my world would end. You know, so we put, and, and maybe you could talk a little bit of this, but we put our identity in that fear. We put our identity in that other object, and then we're not understanding exactly what we can do and what we can become, even through a loss. Yeah, yeah. And you know, you know, a lot of that too is not being very present um, enough to make the best decision, because your your decisions at that point are like based on the fear and not based on the potential of what you are in that moment, mm -hmm. um, which I think is a which I think is a big thing that I don't think people realize, because I think people think, you know, oh, I have to make a correct decision, a decision that I didn't make last time. Um, or I have to like, I have to do this thing that somebody else told me or this, whatever to overcome this thing. And then instead of like actually just making this instinctual decision based on, on, on like who you are in that moment, because right. whatever happens is supposed to happen. But when you can be present enough to, to, to know what's going on, mm -hmm. and like you said, be aware and not tie any identity to 
you know, past or present, or I mean, past or future, like fear of anything that could for like come forth to you, and or as opposed to like all the things that happened in the past, right? Um, and not allowing yourself to kind of be open to that decision in the present, I think, kind of hinders a lot of people, and that's where that hesitation comes in. That hesitation sneaks in in that moment where you're where you're being fearful. And then it starts to creep up and make that dissonance. And it's like, okay, that's you start to like separate yourself. And, um, and then you start to become on this side with all the identity tied to fear and everything like that. And so, you know, and, and it's like you said earlier, you know, and, and we know this, when you're in that fear state, there is no form of gratitude. None, yeah. And you're more in like a, a fight or flight state mm -hmm. of mind. And uh, I always, you know, it, it, all of that fight or flight stuff is based on survival. And so you're surviving at that point. And so, like I said before, like I like to be more proactive and not in survival mode all the time. Um, and there's, there, you know, it, it, it's healthy to be in survival mode in certain points, um, but not to stay in that moment. Like, you know what I mean? You can't, you can't just live your life based in this fight or flight survival mode. Um, you're probably going to get pretty burnt out and, and, and you're going to get tired and, you're gonna and... yes like it's gonna it's gonna start to compound later on in life and 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 it's gonna start to residual effects like disease and all these other things and when you can't maintain that state of gratitude um which honestly it does tie in a morning routine a lot um but when you can't be consistent with that i think is the main thing because it's really easy to slip out of because i find i find myself slipping out of it all the time like you know like it's not easy to just be like, okay, yeah, I'm in a state of gratitude 100% all of the time. Like sometimes you get blindsided, but it's when, like I said, it's a cycle. So when you can, when you can listen and, and actually respect what's going on around you and be in that present moment, you can reflect and kind of be able to separate yourself from what's going on and be able to um, see instead of looking at things. In yeah, a and sense. I respect mm -hmm. that's a big word because when you're not present, whatever is around you, whether it's your work, whether it's, it's your spouse, you know, your partner, whether it's an employee that you work with, all of that, it, you're disrespecting them by not being in the moment. Yeah, exactly. In turn, you really are because you're, you're, yeah, exactly. No, that's exactly right. Because it's like you're not giving all that you could be right. to them um, or, all to, or to yourself at that point because you're kind of taking away from your abilities in the now uh, because you're in a different state of mind, you're in a different present, you're in a different state, you're in a different place, you're not there, you know what I mean? And, and it's a really big thing. And, and lately, um, I've been I've been listening to this thing called um, controlled folly. And um, I don't know if you're familiar with it, you've probably heard of it. Um, but it, this idea, of, talk about it. Yeah, like just this idea of, of, you know, things matter, but they don't matter at the exact mm -hmm. same time and being able to differentiate the idea of seeing versus looking and being able to take away um, and being able to detach and stay connected at the same time is like a crazy, uh, a crazy idea. But it makes sense when you actually hear it and when you actually kind of like like apply it in a sense, because you're like, OK, like I can understand that things are not so serious, but at the same time, I need to understand that I need to take things seriously, but not everything is serious at all because nothing really matters. Everything matters, but nothing matters, like at the exact same time. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's so funny. It reminds me of when you're in high school, how much that relationship mattered, but then you don't need to 
you may be friends on Facebook, but when's the last time you really talked to that person? You know? Exactly. So you put time in that, you put the spectrum of your life in that problem, you know, and it, it's so funny, you know, here in Albuquerque, you know, in the mornings we can get traffic and I was watching somebody this morning on 25, there's a little bottleneck in um, yeah. traffic and, and this person was going nuts, like hitting the steer rig, going crazy. And I, I don't know what they're going through. You know, all I could do is pray for yeah. them, you know, and, and, you know, try to put energy out there. Um, but at, at the end of the day, that is uncontrollable. You cannot control the traffic. There's So to get an emotion for something that's uncontrolled, you know, to me, you know, that's something that, that is having to learn. You can't control people either, you know. So having exactly. that ability to to be able to distance yourself but still have that love concern compassion and i think like you said that's like having the gratitude for whatever situation occurs whatever happens you know even having to the point of you know having a friendship that dissolves you know because you've evolved or you've grown or you know they've moved away or whatever but still being grateful for that person and you know wishing the best and having that ability to be able to to honestly inside of ourselves to not allow that, you know, anger to reside or, in, you know, that hurt. Um, but getting yeah. back to the morning, you know, the morning routine, what is the best way that somebody can set up this state of mind that you said with gratitude? Okay, yeah. Um, so I can tell you my morning routine um, and what it helps me with exactly um, and why I kind of do what I do. Um, but honestly, I think that everybody should just incorporate some sort of like, okay, so the way that I, I've, I've, I've learned like, you know, all the different types of morning routines, or this is the best one. This is the best right. one, whatever. Like everybody has the magic morning routine. The performance. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. But realistically, you just need to, you need to start your day off with a lot of, a lot of uh, good energy. And whatever you can do to kind of cultivate the best energy possible while incorporating a form of resistance right. as well and, and a form of accomplishment in that same thing. And you can kind of utilize that in harmony and make it work for you in the morning. Um, I think that it really provides a lot of uh, momentum throughout the day. And, um, and that's really key. I think is setting yourself up for that. And so like, that's why, you know, in the morning I'll wake up. And like I said, I'll make, I'll make a decision and I'll just say like, you know what, I'm going to be grateful for today. And I am grateful for that day. It takes a long time for you to actually, because for the first time when I was really trying to learn how to be grateful, I had, <laughs> I was listening to a bunch of like material things, man. Right. Like I was listening all these weird things. And then, and then it took me a while to be grateful for like, just being able to open my eyes in the morning and having a breath to, to, right. to breathe. like, you know, what I mean? and, and, and being grateful for every little thing. And um, it takes time. It takes time. People get frustrated, but it really does take time. And it's not corny to try it, but you just got to practice. And um, so I start off with those decisions. And then um, immediately after that, I usually start the day off um, either with like a, a shower, if I haven't showered. Um, and at the end of that shower, it's always, you know, 30 seconds to a minute of cold, just immersion, um, just to kind of wake me up. The, the cold shower thing. I did not realize, I was listening to Laird Hamilton, this big wave surfer guy. He was on Joe Rogan uh, uh, several weeks back. I did not realize the hormonal impact with that and how it adjusts your hormones. If you're having issues with hormones, 
you need to try these cold showers. And I've been doing them at night and in the morning um, also. And then Ben Greenfield talks about rotating the hot and the cold, the hot and the cold. But yeah, um, it is amazing what that does. And try it right when you get up. Like, get out of bed and go right to the shower. If you need to start warm and then go cold, I don't know how you do it, but. Yeah, sometimes if I'm, if I'm like, sometimes if, I, if I'm like really like in a good, like, and if, if I'm like really good, good, I'll like just go straight cold. Uh, most of the time I start off warm and I'm like, all right. I'm That's gonna the courage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. And, um, and uh, uh, oh yeah, oh yeah, to add on to that though, um, I was going to say after that, hold on one second. Here, Dog's going crazy, sorry. Uh, <laughs> so um, so uh, to, go in, to coincide with that, I was going to say working out as well. If you have a chance to work out in the morning and if you can work out your legs in the morning as well, um, that boosts that hormonal thing also um, to go with that like whole cold shower thing. And then um, what I used to do in addition to all of that as well is, is do a, um, um, what was it called? It was this tea that I would drink. I would drink this specific tea. Um, oh, what was the name of it? Yeah, I still do the I still do the coffee. I don't put anything in it, but I do. Yes, yeah, so I was doing I was doing this specific tea for a while, and it was actually helping me. But I started doing that at night instead to help me sleep, because um, it does kind of the same thing. Right. But I, either beer, coffee, and then I would I would honestly my form of accomplishment would be um, doing the dishes. So I would like do the dishes in the morning. I would tackle all the dishes in the morning, make it look real clean, clean up the kitchen, um, and then uh, and then start writing. And then I would just write, and that's exactly how I wrote my book. Is I would like write in the mornings, and then I would go to work um, after that. Um, was how I normally would just do it. You well, I think I, mean? also, I think also setting that up. You know, like Jordan Peterson talks about that. Um, you know, making your bed. You know, and then yeah. making sure that you know, like having your bathroom area. You know, clean it. Take five minutes to clean it. You know, and see how that shifts your attitude. Like, be responsible. You know, and yeah. I, I think, like you said, doing the dishes and making sure the the kitchen's clean. You've already Right there, you've already done things you didn't really want to do. So you've already accomplished, you know, instead of like, because I see so many people grab their phones and lay in bed and sit there for, you know, 30, 45 yeah. minutes and they're <laughs> hurry and then they're rushing and they're trying to make coffee real quick and then they're grabbing oh. that and, you know, they're, they're getting dressed real quick or trying to halfway put their makeup in the car while they're driving and they're 10, 15 minutes late all the time. You know, these are just patterns. That's all they are. Yeah. And, and that's why, I, that's why like everything that I try to do is more of like a proactive thing. So, like I said, just to keep me in that proactive state all the time, like, because when I'm reactive is when I let my emotions get reactive. It's when I let my, my, my reactions be reactive. You know what I mean? And when I have more proactive emotions, it's a lot different because then they're more control. It's like more controlled folly. Like I can, I can control what is, what matters and what doesn't matter. And it makes sense to me. And then um, also to, to, to go with that is sometimes I'll incorporate, I shouldn't even say sometimes because I try to incorporate as much as possible, but uh, meditation. I will incorporate some, med some form of meditation. So like I will either just, um, I'll, I'll actually listen to meditation sometimes as I'm uh, like some meditative like sounds right. um, as I'm doing work or something as well. Because sometimes that just kind of helps me get in that little flow state. But there are times where I'll sit down in the morning and, the, and before I do a shower or anything like that, I'll take 10 minutes and I'll literally just kind of like sit there in the silence and just kind of 
be. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, you know, for me, it's like I, I really go on YouTube and I, I use my phone. And I have a little Google speaker, those little tiny round ones. And I have that, you know, when I'm taking my shower um, and, and throughout or I'll put my headphones on. But I, I love listening to I am affirmations. And they have a lot of them on YouTube, um, mm. you know, because it, it like resets, you know, like it, it, he goes into I am grateful, you know, uh, I am blessed, you know. And so there's like, you know, and those two words are very powerful, um, you know, the I am. And so I really love to set my because. It sounds corny or whatever, but if I can get my mind thinking that way and get my intention set for the day, you know, it, there's something empowering about it, you know, uh, not in an ego way, but it, you know, it, to me, for me, it's extremely spiritual. So, uh, you know, it's something that I want to do to, to make that intention because I know that the only way I can serve others, because that's what I'm here for is to serve others. The only way that I can serve others is to be, um, have that my mind right. And if I don't have it right, and especially in the spiritual mental side of things, you know, the physical, we can work out and do all that. That's great. You know, I try to do some yoga in the morning and um, stretch and roll, you know, all these things. But at the end of the day, if I don't have my mind right, then I know my main purpose is to serve others, especially in leadership positions. And I want to make sure that I'm there that way, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, exactly. And it's, it's just one of those things where, like, Aubrey Marcus says, you know, being fit for service. Mm -hmm. And um, you got to make sure that you're fit for service. You got to make sure you have your mind right, because that's like, ultimately, like, ultimately, if you can't back down and know that you're not being a leader, um, right. like, in essence, you know what I mean? And, um, and I think it's really important that you get your mind right first, because if you can't, then it really shows that you're not taking care of yourself. You know what I mean? And how are you supposed to take care of anybody else if you're not taking care of yourself? Like, it really doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Am I? Can you? Comcast Business. I'm at the office. Is it working? It's working for me. Is it working for you? Oh, uh, yeah. Perfect. Here we go. All right. Let's get back on it. <laughs> yeah. Let's do about like 10 or 15 more minutes. And then, because uh, okay. the main thing is, I just wanted to make sure that people know that they will download. Um, our podcast. I think it was amazing. We flowed really well. So, yeah, man. And um, I think uh, another. Th okay, so another thing to add on to, um, like, kind of uh, real quick uh, to add on to um, what we're talking about uh, as far as you know, making your bed, creating momentum, like being proactive states. I think a lot of things that's really hard for people that I really wanted to point out was people's ability to to identify what process works for them. Um, and that takes a lot of trial and error. And I think people get frustrated with that. So then they stop um, because they think it's not working. And um, the main reason why I was like able to like write my book and um, do everything that I do as far as like the content goes and like all that stuff um, is just because of like the ways that I've been able to incorporate everything in the morning. Like because I block out that time for myself, I'm literally able to feel alive enough to, like you said, you know, be fit for service. Like I feel creative. I feel proactive. I feel like I can accomplish things. I feel like I can do things. I feel like I can not focus so much on the fear, but again, be courageous enough to tackle all the obstacles and figure out how they're teaching me to grow and um, how, how I can grow in, in more ways. And if that takes me, if, and I always say, if that takes you stepping back and reflecting and just taking a moment and a day or two off of everything, then that's fine. Um, but you've got to know and be self-aware of that. Yes. Yeah. And I think, I think like what you said there, finding your own routine, 
Um, so many times we want to, in all of life, so many times we want to cookie cut things or we have pressures of the outside world or, or we feel like we have to be in, you know, I'm in this denomination or this religion or whatever, so I have to do things this way. Um, and I, I love, I don't know if you've, have you heard of Paul Check? I have, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he talks about something like, you know, getting to the point to where you can, like he was even talking about, you know, like just laying on the ground and, and stretching out your legs and letting your legs tell you how to stretch them. Like just listening, yeah. to, listening to your body and saying, okay, putting my leg to the left and stretching out a little bit that way feels really good. So let's do that, you know. And I, and I think that's the same way, you know, like especially like we're talking about in morning routines, try different things so that you can have that ability to be able to understand. Maybe drinking tea makes you feel better than drinking coffee. Maybe doing kettlebell swings makes you feel better than doing yoga, you know. It's all, uh, I mean, there's some basic things. I think cold showers is great for everyone. You know, uh, on the day, I think Aubrey Marx's book where he talks about, you know, drinking water and having minerals in them. I think that's, you know, everybody needs because we're dehydrated from the eight hours of sleep, um, you know, that we yeah. should be eating. So all these things are, 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 I think, that ability to be able to custom make it to yourself and then finding out, you know, not in an esoteric way, but finding out you know, what feels good to you, that's important and not look at outside pressures like, because you need to turn into some performance driven thing that you got to do. And now you stress yourself out even before you got to work. Yeah, exactly. And I think a lot of people, um, they look to the things that like, in essence, they look to the people's successes and what, what like got them there, all the little right. things that got them there, all the habits, right. But I think what people forget is like, no circum, no two circumstances are the same. And they may not be the same subjectively, like, like, just like how pain isn't the same for all of us, like fear isn't the same for all of us. So like, our circumstances aren't the same for all of us. So like, I think what, what, what we need to pay attention to is like how they've overcome certain things in their life. Um, and how mm. that part speaks to you and kind of identify those and pinpoint those and, and just attach those to your routine and be like, okay, this person like was struggling with this and going on with this in their life. And I can relate to that because I was going, I'm going through the same thing right now. This is one little tweak right. that they had that fixed this. Okay, let me try that. And then like go to somebody else and be like, okay, they had another type of thing, but they had the same mindset that I started out with. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and if you can like kind of tweak based on like different principles of different people, I think you can fine tune your own little choreographed idea of what works for you. You know what I mean? But you can't be lazy about it. You can't be lazy. Yeah. But us having those deep conversations like that with somebody that's gone through something like we have, and then asking the questions, you know, being, you know, taking the time, because we're so this, I mean, we're on social media right now, but everything is so, you know, two second blocks, we don't take the time to think about the questions we should ask them, set up a time where you're undisturbed, where you put your phones away, um, reverse engineer, work with them to reverse engineer what happened, you know, in that situation, because you don't know, you don't know what breakthrough you may have by them saying, I've had people that have said things to me, and I know you have too, that have just radically changed my life. And they may not even realize it. Yeah, you know, I don't what? think they, I really don't think they do. And, um, uh, you know, another thing to kind of add to everything is, you know, if, 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 uh, if a morning routine isn't necessarily right for you, at least have something that can give you that energy, give you that momentum. And mm -hmm. then have, I, I always talk about like first and last hour. So like if you can at least have like a first hour that's yours and then a last hour in the evening that's yours that you can mm -hmm. wind down with, wind up with, and that's like your thing, like then do that. Like 
you know, but, uh, or, or if getting up late works for you and that's how you kind of just are in your little, your little, your right. thing and you can still cultivate that high energy. Some people just naturally have high energy. It's kind of crazy. But, uh, if, if they're able to just kind of cultivate that because that's kind of what they love is just being right. able to, and they have no complaints and they're not laggy or lazy or upset or complaining, then psh, by all means, like if you're not complaining about your life and you, right. you're doing it right. Right. You're, you're doing everything right if you're not complaining. You know what I mean? I think is like if you're happy, you're happy, you know, but most people are just complaining about something in their life and they're not doing anything that's proactively trying to change or trying to fix or trying to trying to grow. Um, they're just like stuck in this complacency. You know what I mean? Have you have you have you seen um, when you display gratitude, how quicker it is to catch on when you are complaining? in that first phase of, of that negative thought. Yeah. And it's really frustrating because I tell myself, like, it's like, I, when I, it's like I identify it, but then I can't like switch it as fast enough. So I'm just like, it's like, I, I feel so grateful, but I'm still like so upset. And then it takes me a while to kind of like literally like resolve right. it all. Cause I have to sit there and listen to it. But at the same rate, once I'm done, it feels better. Right. But like, I used to just be like, no, I'm not feeling this. Boom, stuff it down. Like, nope, I'm not feeling this. Right. I don't have time for this. I don't have time for this. Like, I'm too busy to feel. Like, I'm too busy to feel. I can't feel right now. I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I, I get you. That's the same here. You know, it's like we can make ourselves so busy. But just, you know, compressing all of that emotion and compressing things, especially these feelings that we have inside of ourselves, not allowing ourselves to express them. You know, I mean... I, I, you know, I, I, I talk to guys all the time and they're all and they're they talk about, you know, I haven't cried in 10 years. I'm like, dude, if, you, if you're going through a breakup or you got something going on, oh. go, hide, go hide in a room and cry, bro. You know, <laughs> get that out. You, that's what, like, you know, like we were saying earlier, that's where diseases and stuff come from. Is that you can't, you know, so many people don't even know who they are, like really are. And they've taken all these identities that society has put on ourselves. You know, and we've gotten to that point to where we can't even, how can you be in a relationship with somebody if you can't even identify who you truly are? And then what is, what service are you doing to that other person when you're giving them this false sense of somebody else, you know? So, you know, it's, it's our duty, I think, you know, especially as men, you know, it's our duty to be there for our families and to be that person that knows, like you said, you know, and I think it's perfect. I think that's kind of the theme of this conversation we're having today is fit for service, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I like to, I've always liked the term once I've heard it on, you know, the podcast of Abby Marcus, obviously, but the whole, that's where I heard about the divine feminine. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, I never knew about that. And I, I wish I would have known about that when I was like in high school, mm -hmm. um, like growing up, you know what I mean? Because it was more like embarrassing to feel, right? Um, you know, and it's like, you can relate to the women, but you don't really relate to the guys because they, <laughs> they kind of just, you know, they're like, dude, I don't know what's wrong with you, man. You need to buck up. And it's like, bro, like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, I just, I feel a little bit more than you, obviously. Or you're just, you're suppressing <laughs> crap out of your stuff, right. man. And you're doing a great job or you have an amazing life, but I don't, you know? And so it's like, I just <laughs> need to vent sometimes. And I think that, um, and I saw a post on this too. And there was this lady complaining about, about that, about like men being more sensitive. And I'm just like, I'm like, you know, it makes no sense because we're, we're way past labels. We're way past identities and we're way past like, 
know, when you can identify as whatever you want, I think we're past the point where there's like this superior all being man who is just like all manly. And that's like who is who you need to emulate, you know, as a man. Like, no, there's so many different types of men. There's so many different types of what it is to be a man. And I think that like I think that it's not talked about enough, but I think that it's getting more talked about um, as far as like the manhood part goes. But even in just in general, you know what I mean? To be, to be just proud of who you are and have that self-awareness to know that this is me. I'm okay with that. That is like a great way to maintain your sense of gratitude. That's a great way to start figuring out what kind of routine will work for you. But I, what I can say is like the level of gratitude and the consistency of your routine will directly reflect like the, like the um, attitude you have towards life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're you're hundred percent right. And I think at, at the end of the day, if we can't look back on that day and say, you know, we always, everybody always talks about like the hundred percent or I gave 110%, but you know, I always look at it in, you know, how was my attitude towards serving others? You know, what, what, do I, do I, I have it on my phone right now, you know, serving somebody is not an interruption. So when somebody's interrupting me, then that my mindset is gone, you know? So, you know, in my life, I've gone to the point, it's not how many tasks did I do? How much did I set my goals? It's like, how was my intention for the day? You know, what, what was, yeah. what was I able to be of service? And then how was my attitude towards that service? Did I do it out of duty, you know, out of regret, out of fear, you know, because I'm worried about this client or this going on or whatever it may be, or, or did I actually do it because I'm, truly and honestly concerned because I think a lot of times people can't be honest with exactly not just who they are, but with others because they have no idea of where they're at mentally, especially when you look at um, our society now with, you know, everything that we have going on with the social media and everything out and we're, you know, this Instagram life where we're, you know, you know, taking pictures real quick next to Bentley's and, you know, the list goes on and on. So we're, we, yeah. we, built this whole facade of this fake life that's put so much pressure on us, you know, that to find somebody. And that's something that's awesome too. You know, somebody talked to me that they didn't have friends. I'm like, be yourself. You got so much that's pressure. <laughs> you got so much pressure. You put so much pressure on you to be this fake person mm -hmm. on Instagram. And if somebody's like genuinely just themselves, that's going to be attractive in and of itself, especially nowadays. Yeah, exactly. No, I definitely agree with you on that. And I really think that, you know, people just get very clouded in their head. You know, they get they get very clouded in their head and they, they overcomplicate things when in reality, it's like, just be grateful for today. And like, literally, just just be the best that you can be and be a good person and make the best right. decision possible without thinking about anybody else's opinion. But bro, or, I only got 30 likes on this video. I'm pissed. Yeah, right. <laughs> right, exactly. It, exactly. Like people, they tie too many, they tie too many things onto too many things. And right. when you have all these little circuits attached on the circuits, attached on the circuits, it, it re, it, it, it regenerates our DNA in a negative way. And so mm -hmm. like people aren't even aware of the fact that they're like rebuilding their, their genetically, their genetic code in a negative cycle system that's like constantly perpetuating more negativity. And then they wonder when they have all these diseases later on, like how it happened or why it's so hard to reverse. And it's like, you're, you're reversing. If you've done it for over seven years, 
your whole body is designed in a negative state. Like, you know what I mean? So you need to, you need to take that into account for one. So the more decades it's been, you need to understand the compounding level that that has become, you know, and, and, and I don't, I think that people, again, like, you know, they want instant gratification. So they want like things now, 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 or they want to prove things to somebody for their status. So they're not focused like on these present decision-making things. Like they're just focused again, like, on past judgments or future outcomes, you know what I mean? Or fear, like a fear of something like, and it's, and it's, it's bringing up all these things. And if you don't have a healthy cycle system to kind of combat everything, you don't have, you know, something to kind of bring about good energy, which is what a morning routine in essence is doing. It's raising your vibration level for the energy that you're putting out into the world. So like, yeah. you just need to find what does that for you. Yeah, and I, you know, I love that that verse in the Bible where it talks about, um, you know, the opposite of fear is love. And, you know, when you really think about that, what are you being fearful of? And then is that, are you really loving? And I think, like you said, setting that vibration out in the day by doing that, by having that set morning routine where you can look at it and say, okay, I set my intention. Here's where I'm at. I'm, I'm like you said, I'm fit for service. And here we go. And then what life brings at you, life brings at you. It's, it's you know, and then. <laughs> You know, getting to the point, you know, um, where you can even laugh at disaster, you know. I see sages and, and people talk about that. And we go back into the Middle Ages and we see these philosophers and these people that talk about that. Like, you know, they're literally laughing, being in chains or get sold off to slavery. And they write in these manuscripts, you know, that they're just content and happy. And it's like, I'm not there yet. <laughs> right. I know. It's hard. It's hard. And I was actually watching this video. Um, yesterday on youtube where um he, he was he was showing like a, a i think it was a cell and it was like vibrating or something i don't know what it was but like the higher vibrations were allowing it to spin and mm. like the way that it was spinning was like creating this beautiful complicated like picture that you can like see and it was just like this amazing like looking figure and um and that is like in essence what we're doing when we're thinking positive things when we're thinking things that are uplifting is we're raising all of our little cells to, to, to do that and raise at these high vibrations and right. whatever we match with that w will come our way because we're attracting the same resonance. We're going to be attracted to those same levels, um, which is why like we have such good conversation because you know, our, our, our resonance is, is the same. Like we were able to vibe out in this, with the same amounts of energy on the same ways and talk about these things um, because we're in that same like kind of vibration. You yeah. Know? And I think people aren't aware of that really. <laughs> right, right. But I think, I think at the end of the day though, um, you know, uh, my intention, you know, towards you is success and, you know, you're, and we'll, we need to talk about your podcast here in a second, but um, you know, and, and I honestly, inside of me, really want, you know, the best for you as a person. And I know that intention is for me. And if you, this is something, if you want to change the way that you interact with in relationships and with people, this is something I've had to learn. Because see, my, my, my mindset is to go worst case scenario, negative, and somebody's out to screw me over. <laughs> so, you know, that's my mindset. And then how do I muscle my way, pure sweat, tears, work? 20 hours a day how can i pull myself out because i have this story running in my head that's always somebody's out to get me so i'm going to work harder i'm going to do this because at the end of the day 
you know, I, I got to win. You know, I'm going to mm -hmm. be, you know, not, not that I'm real competitive. It's just I'm, and I get this mental thing running in my head. So, you know, for me to have to learn, and it's taken years, but for me to have to learn to say, you know, regardless of what this person does or doesn't do to me, my responsibility is to love. And what does, you know, what does an unselfish love look like? You know, um, I love, what was the book, uh, Meaning of Life? I forgot the guy that wrote it. He was in the, the prison camps in Germany um, with the Holocaust. Uh, but he, 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 oh, he that in the book. I, I don't know what it's called, but I think I know. I think I know what you Meaning yeah. of, uh, yeah, somebody will probably put it on here, hopefully. But he, he talks about, I can't believe I blinked on it, but he talks about, um, you know, being able to have love for the prison guards, you know. And these are people that are killing his family, you know, they, you know, and, and then being happy in the moment and in that circumstance, you know, and that's something, you know, that I know I'm not there at that level at all, you know, but, you know, it talks about loving your enemies, you know, and that that's something that I, I, if we can come like how we do when we talk, you, you, I could tell when we did the podcast and I hope everybody listens to it and downloads it. But um, when we talked, I think one of the biggest things that that, that we saw was. Like you were saying, you can get this connection and people do it. They'll be like, oh, you know, they can sit with their friend and you can watch it. You can actually see this. You know, you can go to like a restaurant or go to Starbucks and you see two people and they're talking. They're really engaged with each other. It, it's it's that. And that's something that you can't manufacture. You can't make up. You know, it's us as spiritual beings. It's that it's that vibration like you were talking about that's there. But people can. You can exhibit that if you come with the right intention when you go to talk to somebody, even if it's at work, you know, you can start changing. You can, it's amazing how one person can change the culture of a company, especially in their office or wherever they're out, just by planning on preparing yourself in the morning and doing this and coming with the right intention into work. And then somebody that irritates you, start loving them. Find ways that you can serve them. It's so hard to do. I try it all the time. I, I have people... And I, I even have an issue right now with one person that I need to, that I need to do this better with. And instead, I want to complain. I want to yell. I want to be upset. I, I want to get them fired, you know, or, or whatever it is. I just hate dealing with this person. Um, and I, it, it, I can talk to this person, and in two seconds, they've affected me. It's not them. They've affected me. And, and at the end of the day, it's like my only response to all of this has to be love. You know, and it's that, and me being unselfish. Why I'm being selfish by them hurting me. You know what I mean? By them, yeah. by me letting my emotions and my desires change because of something that they said. You know, and I, I feel like you can actually change somebody by serving and loving them. Getting to that point, yeah. you can be that way. Yeah, and honestly, like a, a good thing that you could do too, um, just in general, and I mean not you, but like everybody, is like you know when you one thing that i've always done is i try to spot things that like i know i i'm like kind of rusty with if that makes sense and right. i like literally just attack the crap out of them and i start to like focus my hone in on like just that thing and like literally doing everything that's like focused on that thing and that thing mm -hmm. and that thing. so it becomes like a habit and then um and then later, it's like it's a lot easier to 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 deal with certain things. Um, like uh, it's funny, I was telling my fiance the same thing that you were just saying, and it's true. Like you know, 
there's sometimes these employees that drain you just so much energy and mm-hmm. you feel it. And um, it's like, you know, all you can do is all you can do. So, you know, if you can just do your job and, um, you know, and, and, and you can do it to the best of your ability and you can focus on you and, and you don't let anything kind of like penetrate that, that like that chakra that you are putting out, if you will, um, you know, and you just treat everything back with just utter kindness, like mm-hmm. and good intention, like you said, like everything kind of just comes back. Like, like you don't have to hold on to things at that point. It's like, you can like bounce things off and just let go of what's not important. Which like it, which goes back to like that controlled folly thing that we're talking. About. Nothing is important. Everything is important, but nothing is important. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. And it's like you've got to be able if you can if you can like be able to um, like look at things. I think I think it's uh, being able to see things versus looking at things. Um, you can like see that things that everything is important, but you can look that nothing is important or something like that, or it might be vice versa. But yeah, so it's it's really cool thing because it's true. Like if you can do that, you know when to let go and you know when to kind of like release yourself. And um, I think I think a, a healthy way to kind of get there would be you know having gratitude and at least starting your day off right with a good morning routine to kind of bring that momentum into your day because the person who is sucking your energy out at least you have good momentum and energy to know like hey I can I can tackle this with something. I might not have to be like verbal or whatever, but. I can attack this with some kind of good energy and love and and just do my best today and not focus on the, the negative, but focus on what I can do, which is my reaction. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, I'm going to, it's almost four. So I want to make sure that we get, uh, what is your podcast and how can, um, you know, how can people get to your podcast? Because I know we have both our audiences on here. So I want to make sure everybody knows. Yeah. No, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so it's the PRA podcast, the P. R-A podcast. And then somebody asked me what that stands for, and it's potential reach and aggression, which is like my play on words for progression, um, oh. which is just which is just the theme of my life because I'm always I'm always thinking about different ways I can progressively get better or do things in a better, more efficient way or something. Right. So I feel like it's a good catalyst for people to start becoming self-aware and finding their own version of success. And um, that's why I started it, and it's just basically to help normalize things for people in different fields and different um, genres of business and whatever spirituality. Um, and it's on every major platform. Um, and I, I just now recently started doing daily podcasts. So it's five days a week now. Oh, um, yeah. So you guys can listen five days a week. I have uh, like a 10 minute episodes like during the week and then like hour long interviews on Fridays and then my hour long kind of like, um, in-depth blog thing that I go into um, on Mondays. So, yeah. That's perfect. And, um, you know, I think one of the things that's, that's you know, I think most important is uh, they they can almost use you as like a free coach if they're listening to your podcasts. Um, yeah, that's kind of, yeah. But set you out daily. Yeah, like I, I want to be like an avenue for other people because there's all these other people who've started out like that, but then – you realize that they've come from like, oh, they were this corporate executive and then they, they, they ditched it and then started this daily podcast. And so I wanted to just literally start it from the bottom. I don't really have much right. and I'm going to just see what I can build based on networking and, and talking to people and just being myself, as you said. Yeah. And I, I think that's so important. And then, you know, I, I mean, for my audience that's out there, make sure you subscribe. Um, I'm really, I'm really excited about the podcast we'll be releasing 
that we did. And we, we talked for over an hour about this. So um, I think it'll be exciting on the Albuquerque Business Podcast. Well, brother, I'm going to let you go. Thanks so much. I know you're always uplifting. Um, you always pump me up for the day. So I'm ready to go. Uh, finish out the rest of my day. And I hope you have an amazing day. Thanks, man. You too. I really appreciate you actually giving me this second um, to talk about everything and uh, giving me like the platform for everything and stuff. Um, and uh, I really, I I'm grateful for our talk. I hope people tune in because it really is, uh, it was probably one of the best talks I've had. Um, and it was my very first, you know, person to person interview, which was right, absolutely right. awesome. So um, We're gonna yeah, yeah. Thank we'll, you. Do it. we'll do it again in a couple months. Let's do part two. Yeah, dude, definitely, definitely. And then I'll, I'll do like a, a little piece on you so people can get to know the background of you a little bit better. And then we'll kind of just go back into conversation, man. We'll just, we'll keep, we'll keep doing it. Yeah, I've had a wild life, brother. This, that'll be exciting. It'll be awesome, man. Yeah, I'm excited. Well, cool. Well, thanks, bro. And I, um, I will, uh, let's keep in touch. Let us know. And if you guys yeah. have any questions, please don't hesitate to DM either one of us. Yep, not at all. Awesome. Thanks, bro. Thanks, man. Later. Hey guys, I want to thank you for listening this far and wanted to say real quick that if you're like me, you have to be frugal with your money. And so one thing I can never usually waste money on is clothing. Thankfully, my good friend Hunter was able to help by creating a clothing line that empowers me to be highly ambitious and reminds me every day to go for that which sparks my soul. In addition to that, even something that has a material I like and is form-fitting and has a good length to it is pretty rare. So what started out as clothes has now grown into canvas art and even phone cases. And he's even graciously been able to provide you all with a special discount through the podcast on all of it. So just go to soulsparkapparel.com or look him up on IG and use code SMART15 and get your discount today. All right, let's get back to the episode. Good vibes and God bless. So we are here for the second half of the Albuquerque Business Podcast. We're with Sam with the PRA Network. We're going to get into, Sam, I want to get a little bit into gratitude, momentum, energy, empathy, and awareness. And then um, one of the things that I really want to get into, I think, more than anything is your new book. What are you, what are you calling your, what, what, what's the title? Yes, yeah, so uh, it's called Jericho's Journey. And basically... Um, it involves with everything that you just said, and it, it basically tells the entirety of gratitude for today, momentum for tomorrow, energy for the world, empathy for others, and awareness for ourselves. It's a breakdown of everything. Um, and realistically, what it is, is uh, it's it breaks down everything with the example of cycles. So, you know, everything is a cycle in the world. There's a water cycle, life cycle. Right. Like everything's a cycle. It's peaks and valleys. So... If you can know that, you're already ahead of the curve because you know that, you know, any, any I call them villains, any villains that arise, self-doubt, fear, um, you know, distraction, comparison, all these other things, when you can figure out that they're just there temporarily mm -hmm. and you can have the tool belt necessary to just combat them when they come up, almost like a superhero. They never vanquish the villain, but the villain always comes back. It teaches them more. They get stronger. They get better. They whatever and then you they need just, a villain they keep fighting yeah you again like like we were saying you need hope you need right. you need a struggle you need problems in your life in order to 
feel important, in order to feel like you're contributing. So it dives into all that, like about how it's just all a cycle. Like it's it's highs and lows all the time. Right. If, if you can know that, you're not going to be in the lows for too long. And I just incorporated like a short story to go with it, which is Jericho's journey. And so basically this, uh, this young man, similar to me, but not exact, he had struggles growing up, took care of his siblings, was always running everywhere, walking everywhere because he never had a car, just all these different things. Ends up finding out about, um, he ends up running marathons, doing cycling, all these different things to help him become better and get to a better place in his life. He ends up becoming a really good runner, um, and he enters the Atacama Crossing uh, Ultra Marathon, which is an actual ultra marathon uh, that's real. Uh, and so it's a it's a six stage race, um, and uh, it's six it's seven days long. So these these people actually go and they race across the Atacama Desert, which is the driest place on earth, um, and they go to hit these checkpoints. And one of them is like 50 miles, wow. uh, roughly. So they go to these different bouts, and one of them, uh, that 50 mile one, sometimes takes them over 24 hours. So they're running for over 24 hours. Wow. And um, so I really loved the concept of cycles with this and how to create that, because it's ultimately about how to maintain your sense of presence throughout the journey, which I think is like amazing. Um, yeah, and I think, uh, like you were talking about that race, I think it's something, you know, I mean, how grueling that is, and how you could talk to I don't know if you read David Goggins book but um, I haven't read the book but I know exactly who that is yeah <laughs> the book's called Can't Hurt Me and that's what he talks about he goes and it's true when you run you know if you, you know a lot of people uh, you know do cross country and stuff like that but you can get the runner sign and all that but for me what's even more important is the way that I feel whenever I'm getting that mental anguish yes and then what my mind starts doing yeah like my mind tells me I need to quit my mind's telling me like you're out of shape there's it just starts yelling at me it cannot handle just this little mm -hmm. bit of physical pain yeah and next thing you know i'm turning into a little uh, uh yeah you know cry baby you know and it's so funny to me to see um and i think i you know and, that, and that's something that i want to get into because uh what is self-awareness you know like how can you because we all have this journey mm -hmm. we can be proactive we can be reactive we talk about that but we need the villain we want to have that we want to be the hero in everything that we do. Mm -hmm. But how are we self-aware enough when we hit those struggles, when we get experience that pain, to be able to have that conversation inside of ourselves, you know, to put ourselves like, back on this track? This is me. Like, yeah. this, is, this, is, right. this is who I am. I need to be okay with it. Like, right. Ultimately, it takes a lot of trial and error. So, like, the more you do, which is why they tell you, like, the more you fail, the more successful you'll become. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily that they're talking about money. They're talking about your form of that. Right. Like your form of success so fail often like get out there and just right. start failing as much as you possibly can because ultimately what you're going to find is what you're good at and like yeah. i said you suck at everything but you'll find the thing that calls to mm -hmm. you and when you can find the thing that calls to you you're going to want to get better in that when you can become curious through the pain that's that's oh, the key yeah, that's so good that's yeah. the key because right. when you're not curious through the pain you could care less mm -hmm. what what's going on you just want to stop the pain right but like one thing for me in order for me to become self-aware because honestly like I have no real like expertise in any one thing. Um, the only expertise I really have is just mastery within myself. Like I'm just honestly every single day trying to master another sense of different things that arise within me. And to reach that level of self-awareness, I had to almost lose my family. Like I almost had like I had to go through all of these different things. You know, of course, like I had to lose a lot of my family. Um, I had to just experience a lot of failure. 
because there was a lot of things like music you know what I mean that was a big that was a big thing that I had to kind of just be like no this isn't me like because I was really gung-ho about being the next like big all-time conscious rapper right. you know what I mean but you can't force anything mm. you know what I mean and, and, and nobody was telling me what I was really good at they just said I was good at talking which I mean, that kind of can be a uh, not a compliment, you know? <laughs> right, exactly. Um, but the other thing that I loved doing was writing. Right. No matter if the songs were going to be played, no matter if I was going to be heard, I loved writing and getting myself uh, my feelings out. Right. So if you can just do what calls to you, and you can just put that out into the world, you'll find your own self awareness. But too many people are scared of opinions. So too many people won't take that step. To really be who they are, they're too busy trying to be who every who they think everybody else needs them to or, be, or even as a leader, who their employees. Yes, who who they think they should be for their employees. Employees, right? Instead of really being what makes them the essence of them. And so their business is based around this false identity. Yes, yes, that's exactly right, and that's why you get a lot of stress with those bosses, like because mm. they don't even know why they're doing it at that point. They're just so, man, we got to hit these numbers. Everything becomes like so this 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 and that and the other thing and then it's just so demanding and it's not a very good environment to be in you know and you have if you're a leader and if you're listening to this and you're a business owner or anything you have to create a good environment you have yeah, to cultures you have to the one. culture if the culture is off or mm-hmm. if there's somebody not being heard or if there is something going on you will know because you'll be suffering like you'll be stressed out you'll be more stressed out it's so funny to me how i'll, I'll go into business and they'll have me consult and stuff like that and i see an employee that's been there a long time that's such cancerous, but because they know their job and they feel like they're replaceable, they will let them ruin, this person literally for like 15, 18, 20 years has ruined your business, like have caused you not to grow. You hate the person. You don't even talk to them hardly anymore. And yet you keep them on for what? Like for what reason? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like oh, because they know the position, but yeah, you may struggle for six months, a year, but I guarantee you in six months a year, they're going to be good at what they do mm-hmm. if you hire the right person. Yes. Number yes. two, it's going to change your culture. And you do not realize how much a bad employee costs you on your ROI yearly. Yes. And just, yeah, for keeping them on. Right. Just and how many people you lose that are good people because they hate that person. And those, like, it's crazy because it trickles. Like, those people are probably looking for a lot of instant gratification in their regular day-to-day oh, lives. Oh, yeah, of course. So it trickles into their business. And so right. they're like, you know, um, because my, you know, this person is doing this, blah, 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 like, then they're taken away from their family because they're too stressed out and they're having to deal with all these other issues. Right. You know what I mean? So it's just like, you've got to, you've got to take yourself out of it and not be expecting things. Like I said, treat people as a means to an end, not as a means to get something. So like, right. don't treat your employees as a means to get more revenue. Don't use your employees as a means to get more profitability. Right. Use your employees as a means to create a better relationship for the culture in your business. Like that. Organically, that, you don't have to. The, you know, these companies that, I, I was just listening to a podcast earlier before we were over here, and they were talking about, you know, some of the companies with the greatest culture that's out there. And all of them are hugely profitable. There's a reason for that. <laughs> the correlation, man. And the, the, the difference is, and it probably took those companies a lot more time. Right. You know what I mean? And and that's what people don't see. And that's why, like, uh, that's honestly why I started my podcast, too, is because so many people see the end results. Right. And compare their step one to other people's step mm-hmm. 59. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, you can't do that. You can't you can't compare your expertise. Like, it's funny. I was playing Guitar Hero, actually. And um, I 
you can't play expert level for the first time you play. Like, you've no, got to yeah. go through the steps. You know what I mean? You can watch somebody play on expert. Hours. I am so uncoordinated. Yeah, there, so it's like, I would it, never hit expert yeah, level. Yeah, so it's like, it's like <laughs> if, if you're watching somebody play expert on Guitar Hero, right. and you're expecting to do that quickly, mm-hmm. you're going to be so let down. You're going to be so <laughs> disappointed, you're going to stop trying. Right. But if you start it easy, you build your confidence, you keep doing it, Right. You, you you put in that repetition. time and that effort, you put in yeah. that repetition, and you have right. the best intentions doing it. I, you know, I'm just going to do this for me, because it's going to make me feel good knowing that I could be on expert level one day. Right. You go in with the intention of just getting better. You're not going in with the intention of, oh, I have to become expert. It's like, you know what, I'm going to try my best, I'm going to try to get to expert. And if it doesn't happen, at least I tried my best. Like, And it's the same way. Like so many people. But would you just, love the game? If you could play extra mode immediately and you just win the game in ten minutes, oh, man. would you would you even would you even buy the game? Exactly. Would the game be popular? Exactly. Well, because then again, there's no there's no problem. Right. There's no problem. There's nothing. There's no friction. Right. That's allowing you to grow. You right. know, and you like you said you said it perfectly. You know, once you hit those mental struggles within, and you're like, man, like I don't want to do this. Like you, it seems like become curious at that point. You're like, man, why why do I want to quit? I got to keep going. Like I can't I can't think like that. Like, some people just get so discouraged and they're just like, yeah, I, I can't do this. I can't right. do this. And ultimately, like in the book, that's what some people do. Um, they turn back. And some people in that actual ultra marathon do turn back. Like some people, And some people get such like blisters on their feet. They get infections and right. like that. So like they can't, they can't finish. But they have to be okay with where but they, they are. But they were at the point in their life, in an elite athlete, to be able to enter a race. Yes. That, yes. Uh, and yeah, it didn't work out this year, but I guarantee they'll try the next year. Yes. And they failed, which is fine. I always, I always say, you know, for me, because I have a hard time failing. You know, I, I, my ego gets involved in everything else. But I want to fail, like you said. John Maxwell wrote a book called Failing Forward. But I want to fail just for the simple reason is, if I look stupid, I know that's a part of me that because my arrogance can come out. If you, if you're a leader. We, we can be so egotistical to the point of being arrogant, know it all, you know, and yeah. think we're so above everybody else. Um, you know, and that's an issue that I face with daily because it's like, I don't have all the answers. And who do you think you are? You know, um, you know, whether you believe in God or not or whatever, but I do. But, um, you know, it's like God created us all equal. And if you believe in the, you know, the stories in the Bible and you see Jesus and he came as, you know, the ultimate, you know, as the mm-hmm. story, whether you believe it or not. But he came, he served. You know, and then he sacrificed himself. It's a beautiful story of, of servant leadership. It's a beautiful story of, of failing. And then through that triumph, through that struggle, you know, because you got to think about that. I mean, you, in this story, it talks about him being perfect and he had no sin. And when you when you look in that scenario and you look at that, it's like the whole, he was only here on, you know, his ministry was what, like three years yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, and he yeah. was only here, but all three years in a supposedly perfect environment was all struggle and suffering. And what did he give? He presented unconditional love. Mm-hmm. You to, know what I mean? Even like, the people that were going against him. Yes. And it's crazy. It's crazy how people don't see the imperfections as perfection. Like, right. You know what I mean? Like, mm, that's good. Like, yeah. like, and. Man, I can't, I can't remember the actual post, but I, I posted something about this too, and it said like, the only thing, like the only way that we can be perfect is to embrace our imperfection, right. and to realize that that's what makes us perfect. Because ultimately, that grants you some humility, and when you can dispose um, humility out and vulnerability in right. the fact that you don't know everything, inherently it gives you all the answers, because you're like, I don't know anything, but I 
know how to get answers and I know that if anybody is willing to help me with this or whatever, whatever, I'm more than willing to help you. We're more than willing to, I'm, I'm more than willing to show, you know, empathy towards anything and, and, and it makes you a humanized, normalized person. You're not this all-seeing, all-being perfect thing that can do no wrong. Right. You're all of a sudden part of the congregation. Like right. you're, you're a part of the people. You right. know what I mean? And, and too many people get like this inflated, like this inflated and inflamed like ego about like, oh yeah, I know this and I know this and I know this. So they get into teaching mode and coaching mode and so instead of empathy mode, like instead right. of actually feeling the other person. It's right. Like, it's like that's why like Tony Robbins and all of them are so successful because they listen first. Like uh, Michael Ovitz, uh, or yeah, Michael Ovitz said, uh, and I think he got it from his dad or something. You have two ears and one and one mouth, so you should listen twice as much as you talk. <laughs> yep, yep. You know what I'm saying? So it's like so many people are quick to spew out the answers. So many qu- people are quick to even ask questions, but no many like not many people are quick to look inside themselves for their own answers. And that is like where the true, like you and that self awareness comes out, and that true humility starts to show and exemplify in your actions because it's like okay. You know who you are, but you also know that you're not perfect. And you also know that, and I always say this, like, we are the path. Whatever you decide is right. Mm-hmm. Whatever you decide, like, if, um, who is it? Henry Ford says, like, if, if you think it's right, then it is. If you think it's wrong, then, then it is. That's true. Like, you are the path. So if you can just embrace that and know that nobody has all the answers, but we're in a world where you can be more open now than ever before and not be completely shunned by it, but be accepted by it. That level of unconditional love can totally transform you. And I think that's an opportunity. I think it's a beautiful opportunity to. I, I was uh, having a. I was talking to a bunch of realtors the other day, and that we were going over digital marketing um, in a conference. And one of the things I told them, I was like, "All these realtors are out there in their high mileage BMWs, trying to play this part, you know, and have these, you know, they're spending all their money on suits and, and watches and all this stuff." And I'm like, "Social media gives you such an opportunity." I was like. What if you put it out there like, you know, I have an old car, I'm struggling, but here's what I'm trying to do. And you were just real vulnerable and honest. You would set yourself apart from all these people that are posing, because that's what it is. Yeah. You know, social media, we want to always have our best life out there, our mm-hmm. fake best life. Yep. You know, and I'm, I'm like, it would be, people would watch that, you know. I mean, put a YouTube channel out there, show what you're struggling with. If you're living in a car and you've got a phone show that you've got more opportunity than <laughs> than than a lot of people yeah literally <laughs> yeah i think our phones are like better than the computers that put put us on the moon you know yeah so. and it's funny because uh my fiance and i were um we're in santa fe the other like the other weekend and we we're like do you have your wallet do you have your phone and i was like i have my wallet where's my phone and i was like i think i'd rather lose my wallet than my phone at this point but the, i took it back right away because i realized you can lock your screen yeah, but it's yeah, just funny exactly. how like we're at a point now where like our phones are a part of just us. a part of us you right. know what i mean and they're like you can you can create something from nothing which is amazing like it's right. so amazing you never had that capability before no we're at a uh, we are at a crossroads right now where I mean, Elon Musk said on the Joe Rogan podcast, he's like, basically, we're cyborgs because we have this phone hooked to us, you know, and it's like we're an downloading information. Us. It's an extension of us, yeah. And so many people are on social media. I mean, we're streaming right now live on Instagram. Literally. You've got your phone, <laughs> I've got my phone. Literally, so, yep. Yeah. Yep. And so we're literally online right now going live. This opportunity would have never. never. And you got to think about it. Even when I was a kid, you know, I'm old. So when I was a little kid, they had these monster huge TV cameras. And yes, to yeah, go yeah, live yeah. was such an issue. You had a big, you'd have to have big a big production satellite. value of everything. Yeah. yeah, it would be hundreds of thousands of dollars to do what we're doing 
right now with a little phone literally yeah and just to go on like kind of what you were touching about um about like showing the like the the, the flip side like the the living in a car blah, blah, blah. have you ever heard of the hero's journey yes yeah, yes yeah. Okay, that's so, with yes. uh campbell yes yes i mean it trickles down into any any story you hear about any children's book any um any movie that you watch any any story that you've ever read it all like it's all encompassing right. and um it's funny that's that's like that's how i use that's the 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 premise that i use for the book too it's just this hero's journey because if you can if you can you view your life as a hero's journey there's an opportunity that you need to accept that brings you into a new situation mm, I like and that, and yeah. and so the opportunity is like you're back against the wall you have no other options like you're trying to figure out what to do and then something comes up like something that can ultimately change the course of your life and you hit this opportunity and you're like do i accept it or do i not accept it most people don't accept it most people are comfortable living their yeah, they daily the, nine to five like you said, they don't want the responsibility of the acceptance exactly so once they accept it they start to be put into a new a new situation and what's funny about this is it actually does apply to your life um and so like uh the way that it works is you know desire moves the story forward which ultimately like our, any of our desires move our story forward Conflict elicits a lot of emotion, which allows you to relate to the story. So our conflict elicits a lot of our emotion, and that can get out of whack sometimes. And then the character. So like, if you can formulate this thing and create your own hero's journey within yourself, then the the presence within the journey does become the beautiful thing. Right. You're not focused on the riches or this random weird outcome that you're putting in your own head. Even Jay Shetty uh, says. Um, you'll get there, but not in the way that you imagined. Like you know, it's I always that way though. That, like I always, I thought, love yeah. that quote because, I mean, think of it. Have you ever predicted your outcomes of the future? Never, never, never. It, and, never. And, it's to go, so and to go along with that, nothing that I've ever feared that worst outcome fear has ever happened. Yeah, exactly. So we, we're constantly in this weird fight or flight mode. You know how many times I've been in the ocean and I've been afraid I'm going to get attacked by great white. <laughs> And it just never happened. <laughs> oh, man. I can always just say I still fear that. And so I'm going to have to yeah, do yeah. that. But I mean, it's yeah. how many people, how many tens of thousands of people, probably hundreds of thousands of people are in the ocean all day long, every day. The beach is full every day, <laughs> yep. just about almost. Yeah. You know, unless there's bad weather or something. And there are sharks swimming all around all the time. And I am still afraid of them. It's so funny. <laughs> it's so funny, man. And and, and it's, uh, it, it's just weird. It's weird because I... I used to think that I was going to be on stage performing music. Right. Now it's like the, the ultimate thing that I want is to just be on stage to give out a good story that I know will resonate it's with It's all people. art, though. Exactly. Whether, whether you're on stage on Instagram Live or we're on stage on 99.9 The Beat, you know, this radio it's station. It's all a form of we're, Yeah, it's all a form of, of creating, and, and long-form talk like this is art. It is, man. And too many people haven't found what allows them to create. Right. That's the problem. And so, like... With so with everything that that I encompass with the whole PRA and and all of that, basically what it means is like if you can cultivate gratitude just for today, just for today, that'll give you some momentum. To what does that look tomorrow. like? Like gratitude just for today. So gratitude just for today for me implies that you have a good perspective. So you're taking yourself out of your own head. You have a, a good perspective. You're opening yourself up to different perspectives. You have a growth mindset. So if you don't already know what fixing growth mindsets are, it's just basically, you know, viewing opportunities instead of challenge or viewing challenges as opportunities rather and just developing that. Believe it or not, you've got to practice that because I was in a fixed mindset for so long, believing that my 
my challenge was my challenge, and that's all it was. It no, my ego after I read that book, but I think it's is it Carol Drucker or something? I, I forgot her name, but the uh, fixed mindset in uh, oh, mindset. Uh, there's Carolise Dweck. Yeah, that's she, her. Yeah, 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 yeah. You guys need to buy that box. You know what my ego did to me? It said. No, no, you've been in a growth mindset. You're fine. So then I had to like <laughs> that I trickster, that it. magician. I know, is, yeah. Yep. I had to play with that like over and over and over again. It's like, no, I'm fixed here. This is where I'm fixed. Yeah. I'm fixed here. The reason I'm reacting this way is because I'm fixed. Yes. So, so gratitude, growth mindset. So, so yeah. So if you can cultivate a growth mindset, open yourself up to different perspectives, and take full accountability for where you are in your life, that'll help out a lot with your gratitude every single day. And the reason why I say that is I'm not preaching just to be like, this is the keys. These are the keys. It's just those are the things that I work on all day, every day. I, I, I tell myself that I need to be accountable for the decisions that I made this far. And I need to continue to have the accountability for the decisions that I make from now on. And then I open myself up to different perspectives. So I try to, I try to look at people who are in a less, um, a less you know, like in a less, lesser position than I am. And I look at people who have more than I do. And I look at the different stories and I, and I try to open myself up to that. And then ultimately I, I, I develop a growth mindset and I tell myself like, okay, well, where am I not viewing opportunities as like, like, am I not viewing this opportunity and am I not seeing this as a test to become more or to do more? And so I do those practice and ultimately this is what the book is. Like the book breaks these down, like right. it breaks each one down. So gratitude for today, when you can focus on those things, it will help your gratitude. When you can focus on gratitude today, it'll help shift into some momentum for tomorrow, right. which is what we all need. We need some momentum. And the best way that I know how to explain momentum is I used to play basketball. And so when we were down, or if you ever play sports, you're down. You're down right. like the odds are against you. The three things that you really need to focus on in those moments are what you have to do to carry out, like the execution, the disciplinary execution that you know you have to do. Um, you also have to form a, a correct plan of attack. So like for basketball, you know, if you're down 20 points and you have a minute left, You've got to be disciplined as heck. And you also have to um, develop the right plan of attack. So you can't just aimlessly start shooting baskets and doing right. all kinds of crazy stuff. You actually have to have to have a blueprint. You can't get emotional in exactly. that moment because and, you're, you're trying to be disciplined. Yes. And then you also got to um, have clarity right. and focus. Mm. So when you can co incorporate those three things. And the reason why I say those that's things. That's momentum, is, though. Yes, exactly. And the reason why I say that is because that's how we would use momentum to come mm. back in those 20 down games plus and come at, come back with a minute left. So if you can have gratitude for today, it helps give you some momentum for tomorrow. And then when you have momentum for tomorrow, you can create more energy for the world. And when you can create more energy for the world, um, basically what that is, is it incorporates your belief system, your truth system, and your vibration and your frequency. So you can raise your vibration based on retelling your story. So we have, we all have this narrative. You know, when you're a kid, you're so like you don't have any clutter. Right. Like you don't have people telling you stuff based on their own fears, right. based on their own stuff. So based on somebody else's belief system, they could tell you, you know, you shouldn't try that. You shouldn't do this. This right. is going to hurt you. Well, mm -hmm. you don't, you don't know my truth system, my belief system. And that's why we have like, you know, different religions, different, different things because people believe different things. Um, so that can, if you focus on what you believe is true to you, focus on that. And you can believe, and you can focus on like what you believe to be true and you actually really truly believe it and you can believe in yourself because self-belief unlocks your superpower in my opinion um if you look look at spider-man as soon as he believes in himself he lifts up all that stuff in the movie right. um and as soon as the as soon as the the superheroes believe in their powers they can really wield them 
Um, and then ultimately, but that, you know what? It, it's so funny how much we love. I don't mean to interrupt. No, you, you're fine. With the Marvel superheroes, it's you know all that, and you know you've got you know Batman and you know all, you know Warner Brothers. And I was talking to somebody about this the other day. Like you, like you just said, they didn't realize it until they got. But if you're a superhero and you have this unlimited power, you have this ton of power. What do they use their power for? To serve others. Yes. That's yes. Why we love the story. Yes. So exactly. Much. They give back. They have humility to right. know that that. And that's the difference between the hero and the villain. Right. The villain is it for personal gain and bad intentions. The hero is good intentions and unconditional love. Right. Like you know what I mean? And it, it's it's crazy. To put your, they're putting themselves at harm to help the betterment of mankind. Just for another day. Yeah. Of yeah. peace. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like exactly. until the next bout, really right, is right. the thing. And um and so when you can raise when you can raise your energy levels and. I'm really starting to dive more deeper into actual vibration and frequency, but um, when you can raise your vibration and frequency, that's basically the the, the um, fundamental part of law of attraction, because we are all at a certain vibrational level, right? And we vibrate with everything around us on this planet. Like the like nature has a certain vibration. Certain things have a certain vibration. So that's why, like, if you are in a low vibration with somebody, you have very low energy. You're feeling very negative. Um, when you're in That's a high vibration, attract yes, in relationships. yes, exactly. Another person, and so everybody's like, I just need to think positively, and I'll be, <laughs> and I'll get positive things. It's like, no, you actually have to focus your energy right on the right vibration. Because if you're coming at it from, oh, I'm gonna get this because I think positively. That's not a good vibration. That's actually a false, like, not truthful vibration. Truth is the highest vibration, and when you can, you can have truth within yourself. You will be at the highest vibration. You'll start right. to attract good things. And when you can have the right mindset and notice and be grateful and notice the signs. You start to build more momentum. You start to, and it all kind of like cycles through. That's why I create. That's why I created the whole cycle at the beginning because this all cycles through. If you can right. learn this cycle system, it helps you out. And so, um, empathy for others is really about relationships. And ultimately, so ultimately, it's mental health, spiritual health, physical health, relationships, and purpose. That's what this is all about. And so, uh, relationships grant empathy. And through empathy, you can learn more about emotion because it's not just in relationships in general. It's a relationship with yourself. So you've got to be familiar with emotions. Right. You've got to listen to them, respect them, know them. Like a, I always compare them as like a neighborhood friend. Um, you're not going to just be rude and ignore someone at the door. Like, and if you do, the emotion is going to keep knocking and it's going to keep getting it bothersome until you open that door and you learn what they have to tell you. Why, why do why do people go years of letting somebody or, or letting that emotion just knock on their door constantly over and over again? It's so funny to me. It's it's gonna go away and come back. It's gonna knock again. Yes. You're gonna have yes. that annoying neighbor. So you might as well be friends with it. Like, yes. You might as well yes, figure exactly. out how to help each other. Right. Because that mutual respect is gonna show. You know, and you you don't have to. I'm not telling you to just not feel bad all the time. I'm saying you've got to take the negative and tell you like let it tell you what it needs to tell you so that it can be on its way, and you guys can have a great conversation and you can go back to your daily life. Right, which I think is so important because people don't realize that. Like, we'll use an annoying neighbor analogy like you said in them knocking. Why are you afraid to have that conversation with that annoying neighbor? Yes. Whatever it may be, whether it's an employer or whatever, sometimes you need to have a conversation. And so, sometimes you need to part ways. And that's mm-hmm. what I was getting to earlier. I told you, like, right before I came here, that's why I knew we were going to have a great conversation. <laughs> right before here, I had um, somebody I had to talk to and I had to do that. I had to say, um, you know, as a client for business or whatever, but... It was just so low vibration, so needy. If you get somebody in your life that's extremely needy and they're constantly needing you and and pulling energy out of you, they call them like energy vampires or something like that, Yeah. then you've got to find a way that you can deal with that in love. 
And I'm not talking about deal yes. with it. I'm not talking about deal with it. Because when we say deal, well, I just deal with it. So I just address give in it. and let you them. Address it. You have, yes, exactly. You have to address it. And I think that's something that's so important when it comes to empathy because we don't look at the reverse side of it. I had to say, obviously, you're not happy with what's going on in this circumstance. Obviously, you're looking for a different outcome that I cannot provide. Mm-hmm. So I would encourage you to seek you know, business elsewhere. I don't need somebody in my life that's going to be that. You know, if they're not happy, they're not happy. Mm-hmm. I can't. I'm not going to bend over backwards to the point to where yeah. I'm giving up myself and I'm allowing it to affect my energy and my emotions. You're almost doing them a disservice. Yes. By going yeah. be above and beyond that much. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's like you actually deployed a lot of leadership there because it's like, you know, obviously... I'm not helping you in the way that you need. Right. But I know somebody that, and you're still being of service. Right. With exactly. unconditional love. Like, right. you're not judging them for being a bad client or you're judging them for needing you or whatever. You're like, no, this is just who you are, and I accept that. So I'm going to find somebody who takes that right. and knows how to do something with it. Because I want you to succeed, and I want to succeed, and we all want to succeed, and I want to help you. And that's exactly what you did. Right, and I even, I even took to the point of, of the work because I wanted to always create value. So my whole thing was the work that was done, the things that were done, don't worry about that last invoice you're going to get. Don't worry about that. You know, because I want to end it with the way we're... Like an open door policy. Almost, yeah, like, yeah. Like, so, you know what? I, I provided value to the very end. Yes. Um, and in the relationship, I want to make sure that I'm not coming off of it because so many people in relationships... In so many bad ways. It's funny. I was listening to a podcast today. It had Aubrey Marcus, Kyle Kingston, and Paul Check. It was on ah. Paul Check's uh, podcast. It just came out this morning. Really? And okay, I'm, I'm gonna have to and, check that one out. And and they were talking about you know having and we don't need we're, we're not going to get into this part, but they were talking about monogamy and relationships and oh, stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. social media, and then how many people live like they're talking about athletes that have like five burner phones for five different women. Jeez. And then how that's you probably know, very and accurate. Struggling. Too. And then they're struggling in their sport because, and then they were talking about, they were talking about how bad, um, my phone's going off here. It's vibrating. (laughs) (laughs) But they were talking about, I'll pause right here just so you can see it. No, no, you're good. that client because I told them they've been going they've just been such a struggle it's an older gentleman and it's digital marketing I knew coming into it the second second meeting I knew I was like this is going to be good and I went ahead because there was a couple opportunities and I was thinking you know like and it was the same thing oh no you're fine are you? yeah yeah it was the same thing I was like "Ah." you know so um, it's extremely aggravating so it's hard with the like the the older generations yeah it's like, especially here because the i feel like the the whole tech digital thing right. hasn't kicked in here yet no yeah um because so many people are not on social media like i was actually listening to the last podcast you had with the score yes uh, the score they i was like looking out their linkedin and all this stuff i'm like they barely yes put anything out socially i was like i even told them i was like i will do i i told i even said that i was like because they have workshops and stuff mm-hmm. i was like i will do some digital marketing for free for small business owners i would love to come in 
Yeah. You know, because that's that's my expertise, like websites and generating leads and social media and making Instagram story and yeah. ads and Snapchat ads and you know. So I was like, I'll offer my services. You know, I'd be more than happy. You know, so it's like one of those things. I see that people are so yeah. struggling; they don't realize. It's like Salt Yard. Have you gone there? That no, restaurant. Uh-huh. It's like a new restaurant. Super cool. All the young people are going there. Whatever. They started out right on social media, so they started out with an Instagram ah. account. They made like, um, they made like certain areas. Because I always say this, this several years back. I was like, you need to make it your business selfie first. Like, where can I take a selfie at? Yeah. You know. So, and you've probably seen people at Salt Yard on your thing. I they probably have. Like wings. It's like a girl, and there's like a big thing and she takes a picture posing with wings behind her like really wings. okay i probably so, have but yeah yeah you've probably seen it but we'll, we'll get started again sorry about that i didn't want to no go. no no worries dude you're good no worries and we're back i had my phone vibrating all over the counter so um <laughs> let's get into gratitude momentum energy empathy and then awareness yes okay so um and then last well just lastly on the whole relationship thing um you know with that it's all about emotion um exposure and um presence like we we're talking about you have to be in the present moment you have to constantly expose yourself to other people's stories other people's you know ways of thinking other people's values you have to expose yourself to different levels of discomfort different everything in order to form a relationship with yourself and you have to be very into like um you have to be very familiar with your emotions um, in order to cultivate better relationships in your life. Um, the reason why I say those three things too, everything always has like three little things that you can focus on, but the reason why I focus on those three things in general is because those things in general help me be feel better with myself, become, right. become more at peace with just where I am um, and the stuff that I've done so far. Because it actually, it's not easy, you know, raising two kids, like doing all this stuff, like everything. Um, and granted it's all stuff that I put on myself, but still like, um, to maintain that level of sense, that sense of like, today is a good day to die. If right. I die. Exactly. Like right. that, if you can say that to yourself mm-hmm. every day, then you're winning. Like you're, you've won in my mm-hmm. opinion. Um, but so many people can't say that cause they're afraid right. of death. Like they're afraid to die today because they haven't done everything they want to do. Um, so you got to create better relationship with yourself and you have to uh, strengthen the relationships that are with other people that are that are helping push you in the stuff that you want you know what i mean and that's ultimately when you form your truth system and the right energies and stuff like that it'll all kind of make sense at that point when you're right, strengthening right. that and then lastly awareness so awareness is is like you've got to become it's like finding your purpose ultimately when you become self-aware because when you become self-aware you know how to deploy that and let that become a purposeful thing for you to like and that's people. being a leader is yes. taking that self-awareness and then deploying it to others exactly so in order to i feel for me um to develop my own sense of self-awareness i work on my levels of humility so just admitting when i don't know something or that i'm not capable in some certain aspect but i'm more than willing to learn and being a lifelong learner and admitting that as opposed to admitting to have all the answers is far better for me and has allowed me to become more familiar with who i am um, and then in addition to that, following your passion and incorporating it into your daily life and then being okay with whatever process works for you. Because the struggle, like you said, is constant. That's the only thing that you're going to get. That's the right. only thing that's guaranteed is the struggle. Right. So when you can formulate a process that works for you, like let's say 
you know, you just have a hard time being in the middle of the day. So you have to develop a routine where you work out, you do all this stuff, like all this stuff. If that process works for you, you're good. Find like, your own process. Too. So many people, find your process. you know, I'll, I'll look at Jocko Willink, you know, the Navy SEAL dude, and he wrote all these dichotomy of leadership and all these books, extreme ownership, great, amazing stuff. Listen to his podcast. He shows a, he takes a picture every morning on Twitter at 4.30 a.m. and he works out every day. And he takes a picture of his watch. Well, one, he's probably using the home self accountable, but he's probably done that. I mean, he's like elite Navy SEAL dude, officer in charge of, you know, training for Navy SEAL. So, I mean, he's a big dude. Yeah. But I see so many people be like taking pictures of their watch. Like they're jumping on the bandwagon, you know. Yeah. But they're really night owls. Yeah, but because exactly. Jocko gets up at four thirty, because who they admire does yes, things yeah, a certain and, way. And, but that may not be your process. Maybe it is, and that may and not have been his process it. at the beginning. Yes, yes. Again, exactly. you're comparing your level one to their level fifty-seven. Like he's on a totally different level. Yes, like why exactly. are you trying to just master everything right off the bat if you don't develop fundamentals? Like, and you actually posted this uh, when you skip steps. Right. Like when you skip steps, like it it, it hinders the mastery. Right. of the craft mm-hmm. because if you want to become a master and there's debates on like you got to put in the 10,000 hours and it's not actually 10,000 hours and blah 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 or whatever but the the moral of it is like you've got to find okay so like all of these successful people that you love to watch they weren't focused on the success they were focused on the process and they kept doing what process worked for them until it ultimately like transmuted into something more right. but ultimately they, they stuck with something that they were passionate about and they formed a process around it. Whether, like, if you hate your job, but you love to draw, if you're starting your first and last hour of the day drawing, everything else, and then you are actually loving the process in between, like, you're you're constantly learning about drawing, you're taking every opportunity you can, or whatever. When you find out your process, you don't even necessarily need to quit your 9 to 5 job. Like, you can literally still find a way to incorporate things in your process. Yeah, it's, it's so just, silly to me because, you know, um, and, and you know this, Sam, it's like, okay, you love to draw. Do you know how many people out there that are making children's book? Offer to draw the yes. illustrations for oh free and gosh, just put your yes. name at the end. Yes. Draw all the illustrations. Do it for free. What are you What are you doing at night anyways besides binge-watching Netflix? Mm-hmm. Gary Vee talks about that all the time. He's like, go intern somewhere for free. You know, like he had a question and answer. It was really cool. I love when he does that. Yeah. Ran, random and all that. And he told the guy, he's like, I'm giving you a thousand dollars. You're moving to LA right now. You're getting out of your mom's house. I'm PayPal. What's your PayPal? He did it right there. He's like, start packing right now. You're gonna oh go to Twitter live. God, I love Gary, dude. Yeah, and, and but <laughs> he's like, I would do what I do now if I got paid zero money. Exactly. He goes, it's exactly. has, and he honestly believes this, and I believe him honestly. It is has nothing to do with the money. Nothing. It's it, it's the journey. Yes. That's what he's after. And it's funny because everybody thinks it's about the money. When the money is a byproduct that they barely even pay attention to. Yes. Like, if you notice the most successful people in the world with all of the money, the only time they ever utilize that money is for something bigger than themselves. Yes. So they will either give back to a charity, or they'll, they'll start a foundation, or they'll do something. But the majority of that money either just goes back into the business, or it goes to one thing that they always wanted. You know what I mean? Yeah, and they or, never, or, but like, even, even, it's so funny because people that have money and people that don't have money... I was reading this from uh, T. Harvey Ecker or something. Uh, it was called The Millionaire Mindset. He he was talking about this. He goes, majority of the money given to charities in the world are by people that have money. <laughs> majority of poor people don't give anything. They exactly. don't help out. 
They're all about exactly. themselves. And they're all complaining about how they have no yeah. money. Yeah, I mean, look at Bill Gates. Bill Gates could literally, he was, I don't think now Jeff Bezos is, but he was the richest man in the world. Mm-hmm. He started the Melinda Gates. He's, he's curing, curing um, child early birth in Africa. They've already figured that out, him and his wife. He's literally, and they've made the promise. They gave that where they're giving. They had billionaires sign a thing saying they're going to give all their money away. That's awesome. You know, when they die. He, he has took billions upon billions of dollars and hit hard issues in the world. And, uh, and, 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 and put all of this that you have in your book, that's his journey. That's what he wants to end with. Not that he owned Microsoft. Yes. Not that yes, he made the Xbox. Right, yes. Not it's, that, he had, that he was a billionaire. It's, it's to give people the ability to do that for themselves. Mm-hmm. That, that's really the win, man. Like, if, if you can... And that's what I love to do is... And I've always done it inherently, um, like, without realizing it, is I've always built people up. Not, like, to just inflate them, but I've always seen kind of the potential within somebody, and then I've, I've noticed that they're scared for some reason. And so one thing that I've always done and tried to do is just go for what I believe is right. Um, and honestly, ever since I decided to do all of this, my life has gotten extremely harder. I think like, that's a great question to ask. I do that. Like, why am I afraid of this? Or what am I scared of in this? Yeah, it's like, it's like what, why, why? Why am I afraid? And fear is the biggest, the biggest, like so many things stem from fear, like mm-hmm. in comparison to other people. Um, the distractions of watching Netflix as opposed to doing what you should be doing to carry right. out your dreams. Um, it, it uh, all these, uh, in my book, all the villains are, fear is the ultimate villain. It unleashes a bunch of inflictions like self-doubt, self, um, self-worth, negative self-worth, self-talk. Uh, you know, comparison, all these different things that dishes out at you, and that's what Jericho goes through in his race. He's comparing himself to other racers, he's or to other marathon runners. He's comparing himself to the last ones that he's done. Why is this one so much harder? I prepared my whole life for this. Like he's going through all these different bouts of villains, and he's seeing that. Just looking at the landscape is amazing because uh, it's otherworldly. Like it, there's the way that they describe it on Google and stuff. Like if you go to this place or you Google it. There's like stuff that they use for NASA tests, because um, it's just the same terrain as like Mars. So they test all the rovers on that landscape. Um, there's just salt flats um, that have just these incredible designs. There's um, rainbow or the what is it uh, the the rainbow? It's like the Rainbow Valley, and it's just this this beautiful valley that just has these different minerals that make it look like it's a rainbow. They have snow-capped volcanoes. Like it's so diverse there, and it gets so cold at night and so hot in the morning. That, like, he is able to realize that it's not about any of this. It's about right now. But that diversity creates the beauty. Yes, yes. And so that's what he realizes. That's what he realizes is, like, without this, without this struggle, without this thing that I'm doing, without this, in essence, this problem that I think is my pain, I'm ultimately turning this into myself. Like, who I am. Like, this is my journey. This is... And then after that, he he just after the race, he decides, you know, I'm gonna tackle because it's a four. There's four races in total in different places, and um, he decides, you know, I'm gonna do all four races now. Like I'm gonna go home, I'm gonna talk about my experience, and then I'm gonna go do another one. Right. And that's really what it's about. It's a cycle. Like it's a cycle. You're gonna have lows. You're gonna have these moments of feeling just empty and alone and whatever. But when you can realize that that's not permanent. Because nothing is permanent, really. I right. mean, technically, exactly. technically, not even death is permanent, because we move on. Like our consciousness moves on. Right. Um, the only thing that is permanent, really, is like what you choose to revel in. You know what I mean? And it's ultimately like if you can find a process that works for you, form. I always say, you know, 
form your your work around your life, not your life around your work. You know what I mean? Like, or is it the other way around? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> But either way, like, so many people just, they feel like they got to get up, go to work, come home, and there's nothing there, you know? And I know that I felt like that for the longest time. Without music, that's how I felt. And it didn't, it took literally me having, I always say, I, or, and I'm sure this is, I think this is a real saying, idle hands are the devil's plaything. Right. But it's true, man. Like, the more idle time I had, the more free time I had, the more time I had to complain, the more time I had to not do anything which ultimately if you know anything about investing even if you have like zero in your bank account you'll still get a fee right and that fee exactly. will compound over time if you just leave nothing right, if right. you leave nothing in a bank account you will have negative dollars right and you'll be way in, well in the negatives 10 years from now if you keep putting little amounts aka making small adjustments every single day you'll compound in the right direction which we were talking about earlier five years from now 10 years from now that will multiply Oh, and, course, and, yeah. and and all of a sudden you hear these oh, hit the mic sorry um, you hear of all these people these overnight success stories when realistically if you dive into these overnight success stories it's 10 years worth of catalogs of failure and not knowing what to do and emptiness and loneliness and not knowing who they were and process and, and all these different things and so like the, the reason why I developed kind of my own little spin on everything is because I got tired of seeing people always feel like they needed to be an entrepreneur. Always feeling like they needed to create a business just to be happy. Like, once I create this business, I'll have enough money to pay my bills and I'll be happy. Like, well, mo mo sometimes the reason you're not being able to pay your bills is because of your other habits. Right. Like, you know what I mean? I know for me, like, all of my past actions allowed me to create detrimental habits that well, yeah we'll, we, we love to and, and we love to get into this but we love to self-sabotage ourselves we love it man we love it we love it and <laughs> then i think, we, then I, we think get it, to play the victim. I think it honestly like almost makes us feel important in some way he's just like okay i can sabotage my life so that i can be the center of attention now. right like so that i can finally get the attention and the acceptance that that i crave because so many people don't feel accepted no so many people oh, don't yeah, feel especially loved especially nowadays and, you know, and it's interesting to me, and I know this is extremely controversial, but you're seeing all these sub-drawn, you know, like humans are dividing themselves into all these different type of sub-genres, you know, and identifying here and my tribe is this. You know, they're yeah. just seeking this identity where it's like, don't label yourself. Stop, stop identifying through your label. I tell people that all the time. I was like, yeah, it's good to be, you know, it's good to be proud if you're this or you're that or whatever it may be, you know, but at the end of the day, you are you and specifically mm -hmm. you and god yes. created you just for you and the, and to put a label on you and then try to identify through that label then you're living up to some expectation a lot of times yes that it's a is, false expectation it's a false expectation and who invented the label and then now it's, it's like you got to climb up that mountain and, and give your firstborn and worship that god to appease him but guess yes. what that firstborn isn't good enough so now and this label becomes they worship it like a god yeah. this label be, it sits up there and and they're just constantly bowing down to it. Now, what have we created? Well, you don't like my label. So, what am I going to do to you? Well, let me, I need to silence you. The God's not pleased. Yep. So, how, you know, okay, so now I'm tribal, you're tribal. Let's go to war. You know, you're against my label. Yes. You know, and instead, of, and, 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 and that's world peace in and of itself. And that's why yeah. I love what you put about, um, you know, having to, that um, energy, you know, to change the world. And, and making that that point to where you say, how, how how can I impact others? Yeah. 
And it's not, and it's crazy because so many people say like, oh, if you want to change the world, change yourself. That's exactly what it is. Like, just put out good energy into the world. Mm -hmm. Like, because you will attract it. And like I say, like, you know, and everybody says it, like, you get what you look for. If you're constantly, like, if you are identifying yourself as a hammer, what do hammers do? They pound nails. Right. So, like, if you are identifying yourself as a hammer, you're going to always be looking for the next nail. Yep, exactly. But if you transfer that energy and you view yourself as a a beautiful like being of consciousness, you're not looking for hammers. Like you're not looking for problems. Like it, you will you will get problems because you're ultimately, you know, growing. But you'll know how to deal with them and you're not going to be constantly like attacking problems. Like like it's the next like right. it's the next thing to get to my identity and I did that too where I created this false expectation and this false sense of identity where I'm going to be an, I'm going to be a rapper. I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, and it's going to play out like this. And every single time somebody would ask for my attention or ask for help for something or whatever, whatever, you're taking away from my identity. You're taking away from what's going to ultimately get you a Bentley and get you all these cool things, and you're taking away from me. So right. I, I went to war with the people in my own life. Like, I went to war with myself. Yeah, because they're going against your false expectations. Yes, exactly. Even so, your own family. And going back to, like, you know, the ego is a magician, man. It yes. can manifest into total, like, into all kinds of different things that are going to make you feel like you're justified in what you're doing. And then you have to justify it. Yeah, because yeah, that, that was the talk I had last night. It was like. Uh, you're so thwarted. Yes, you yeah, feel and, and I was recognizing myself. Um, Kyle Kingsbury talks about this, like, just take a knee. You know, just take a knee, pause, and just take a knee. Take yourself why, out. Why, why do you have to defend yourself when deep down inside you know you're wrong? <laughs> I do that with my fiance all the time. I know, yeah, I... That, that's what that's the conversation I was having. It's like, at the end of the day, the, the expectations I put on you or you put on me, they're false. Because you, so yeah. you don't know what's going in my head. And I don't know what's going in your head at all. That's it's such a, a separate human being. That's such a like real thing, too. Because and we always me, put those expectations The, the worst people. is for me, and I don't know about you, but I, have, I read all these books. I have all the answers. I'm the teacher. I need a student. So, oh, I'm way up here and you're way down there, you know. Who's the next person I'm going to speak with? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah or, or like, especially like in a relationship like you're talking about, it's like... No, 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 no. I can manipulate this where I'm always right. How can I coerce this to where yeah, you yeah. see the way I'm seeing? It? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then I want your actions to respond to the way that I feel like and, you should be. And that's not unconditional love. No, it's not. That's not. That's that's manipulation. That's that's something totally that's, different. Why, why do I need to have everybody on my journey? Yes. Oh, my gosh. It's that sense of acceptance for everyone and everything. Mm. Again, not, not letting people run all over you or anything like that. Like, right. obviously, like, if you need to take a stance... You do so with love, with kindness, but you don't. I mean, you don't let people walk all over you. Obviously, right. like you don't let people just like totally shun you and do all these things. But you know, you know how to do it at that point. Like you know, like look, I'm not trying to speak down to you. I'm not trying to create any sense of friction or anything like that. But I need to let you know how I'm feeling, and I need to let you know what's going on as far as my sense of things, right. like my side of things. Because with that level of communication, and when you over communicate. It's like it's so much better to over communicate than to not communicate at all, because you know when you're not communicating, it's like playing that telephone game where you're, you know, you're 14 kids down the line and the message is nothing. Oh yeah. What you thought right. what it originally was, you know what I'm saying? But if you over communicate and you keep putting in more facts and more facts and more facts, it's going to be like more so in depth about what the what the original thing was. Like if people add something that strengthens the conversation. You're going to have a pretty good little message at the end of that telephone thing. 
Um, and in order to like do that, we've got to take ourselves like take a step back, to get ourselves out of our own head. And I, like I was saying, I do that with my fiance all the time. It's like she'll say something, and um, it hits me, and I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't believe you're not listening to me or, or blah, blah, blah. Right, like, right. how could you not, or, or we get into this weird argument and I'm, and then I, I, in the moments where I stay silent, I'm like, what am I expecting? Like, just expecting like, right. This amazing thing, like this amazing conversation, no friction, well, it, whatever. Like for me in that situation, because I get so emotional, I'm like sanguine type personality. Um, what I have to do is step back, like step back, like wait another day and then come back. And then I, I write down how I'm feeling, like on a piece of paper. That's how am I feeling about yeah. the situation? I write it all down, the feelings. And then I make a column next to that, just on a blank piece of paper, I make a column next to that, and then I write, how can I respond to each of these feelings in love? And then That's I write that really down. That's a really good exercise. Because That's now, really now and so then I take a picture on my phone of just the one column, and then I review it over and over again before I have the conversation. That's a really good method. Yeah, because I know my emotions will get in the way and my ego will manipulate and I will win but lose. And you I've know, won so many times but actually lost. And I think um, Einstein, I think, says something about that where he says, like, you can't solve a problem on the same level it was created. Yes. Um, and I firmly believe that. Like, you can't... Well, the higher vibration is love. It's exactly, ultimate Exactly, exactly. So if you're in a vibration that's totally frustrated... And right. you're going back and forth with that person. You're not going to create a solution or create anything that's going to be above what that resonance level is. Exactly. So you're doing an that's an amazing example of doing something, taking yourself out and regaining that level of energy and that vibration, so you can put that energy out into the world and raise that whole. Well, if I can come into that way, for me, it's like I know if I can calm my emotion down and I can come into it with the true intention of love, the outcome's going to be love. And that, now, now that outcome yeah. may turn out bad. But it was done with the right intention. But I know, I can look back and say, I know this was done right. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, you can I look back and right. not feel like any type of way other than, like, this is exactly... Because the responsibility for them is on them. Yeah. The outcome yeah. is on them. Not All of our reactions are based on what we choose to react yes, on. <laughs> exactly. And so, at the end of the day, you know, in my personality, it's really easy not to hold a grudge. I don't hold grudges with people. You know, I can dump people, you know, n- yeah. not in a bad way, but... Yeah, like, you can like, detach... Right, I can see isolate. somebody like, that's yeah. gone through. I, I'm very forgiving, but at the end of the day, I also know I can. That flip side is to be very manipulative. So the only way I'm going to solve that, the fear. I think it's the fear, probably more than anything. Like on your journey, you're talking about. The only way I'm going to solve that is, is to put inject love all over it. Because there's a scripture in the Bible that talks about that. It's like you know, perfect love casts out fear. And I always remember that all the time. You know, so it's like, so the opposite of fear is love the opposite mm-hmm. of love is fear and if you're fearing you're not loving exactly so that's my viewpoint on it so if i'm being manipulative if my ego's in place if i'm getting extremely emotional and being really sharp with my words that's fear mm-hmm. so how yeah, can i come back because you're hoping that yes. something doesn't happen like you're yeah, hoping yes, like, yeah, yeah. instead of having faith based on your effort that like all of the effort that you put forth like and um how elrod talks about this he calls it the miracle equation it says like faith feels the effort and effort feeds the faith. Mm-hmm. And so instead of counting on hope, because hope is based out of fear, when we hope for something to happen or when we hope something doesn't happen, we're fearful that it might or might not. So it's like when you can deploy just insane amounts of effort, that'll in turn strengthen your amount of faith within what you're doing. And um, I think even Aubrey Marcus mentions, uh, you know, the sun does not judge itself based on the shadows that it casts. 
You know what I mean? That's like insane because it's when, like when you really think about it, because the sun is it, it's it's ultimately it's casting a shadow. Yes, that's ultimately what it's doing. But it doesn't judge itself based on that. Right. right. And like you said, like when you can do things out of love, you're not judging yourself based on that action that you did because it was done with the right intentions. It was it wasn't done based out of this coercion of what, what this transactional relationship right. is based on something where it's a means to an end. Like like Mark Manson's saying, like you know, you're 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 treating somebody with the means to an end with unconditional love. And that is like so powerful, man. It relieves so you, regardless of the outcome. You don't feel guilty. You don't, and you you can feel released of like all this, mm-hmm. all this like this stuff tying you down and weighing you down. Mm-hmm. And in my book, I talk about you know stripping like the smaller weight because it's like you don't need like you need the the bigger heavier weights to make those micro tears to get you to bigger and stronger, like those mental micro tears. And you know what I mean? If you're constantly worried about like all of this extra poundage, like you got to strip all that and you got to start focusing on like how to how to how to get to that next level of strength within your mentality and um i think i think a lot of us are kind of scared to strip a lot of the smaller weight because we're fearful of like the unknown or we're fearful of like that next stage mm-hmm. you know what i mean when in reality if you've been listening to the conversation like you've got to fail often so right it's trial and error and get it over with yeah, yeah. you can't like yeah and i uh, i was always the type of person where in um in school, I would always volunteer to go first, mostly back then because I, I just wanted to get it over with. But then I realized that, like you know, if I go first, I get an advantage. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like I, and it's like I get the the firsthand experience before anybody else. So then I can take a second experience right away, and not be afraid of it. You know what I mean? So many people are scared to just jump, right, and take that leap of faith in themselves. And I just was like, you know what? If I take this leap of faith and I completely fall off or fail or whatever, then I'm right back where I started. Like, there's really no no fear in doing it, you know? And, and, and so many people wait until they have all these things that they could lose. And then they're like, oh, man, like, I've never taken a big risk in my life, so I'm really afraid now. Whereas, like, if you were to just continue to keep taking risks, you might be in a better position. Yeah, my- because, you know, and I think a lot of it, you know, I was thinking that in, in pertaining you know, to my relationship, it's the same scenario. It's like, why do you think taking a risk is going to end? This is really good. I'm getting this from you. So this isn't like my takeaway from me today, <laughs> with, from you. So thank you. Why do I always think negative worst case scenario when I want to take a risk? Why do I feel like it's always going to go super bad for me? When you know? in, it's like when in reality, and um, I'm sure, I'm sure you follow Will Smith. Mm-hmm. Did you see his uh, Grand Canyon jump? No, I didn't see that one. Okay, so he was uh, he was he jumped from the Grand Canyon on his 50th birthday, on his 50th birthday, and uh, he jumped from a helicopter. He bungee jumped from a helicopter into the Grand Canyon, and he was freaking out beforehand. But he said, and I put this in my book. He says, on the opposite side.